0: giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Today we're looking at week 13 of the NFL season. Katie Mox here, of course, with Will Brinson and our Sports Line Pick Show squad, RJ White and Alex Salznick, a.k.a prop stars. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. If you like winning picks, make sure you sign up at sportsline.com and use the promo code pick to get your first month for just $1. Ooh, I got to upload my picks, RJ. That just reminded me. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, last episode in the feed had Brady Quinn and Lee J. Ducible talking about Aaron Rodgers' potential return and the turf monster that took him and others down. Was it just the shoes? You could check that out on our YouTube channel or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Week 12 was stuffed to the gills with picks, and we did pretty good. Everybody had a winning week except Prop Stars, although Prop Stars did give out my picks, which went four and one. So I think we have to credit him.
0: And in in Alex's defense. We couldn't, there weren't any really props available when we recorded the show because you had the Thanksgiving games and then, so like he, you know, I really, we can't, you know, wipe out your two losses, but we will salute you for your heroic effort in going 0-2. Yes.
1: That's why you got (laughs) to sign up for Sportsline.com. If you want prop stars best picks, they are on uh, Sportsline.com and you can sign up using the promo code PICK for just $1 because it is a little, Thanksgiving is hard, but even this Thursday show is hard with props, right?
2: It is indeed, Katie, and I will point out that my Best Bets article went 6-1 last week. I am 55-42 and 42 as well since October 1st, so uh, mm. definitely putting a lot of picks out on the site and on streams that are after this one. Just unfortunately, with the timing, it's hard to have access uh, yeah. to that many props.
1: Makes sense. Let's take one look um, at this betting record. Brinson went 7-3. Have a week, Brinson. 6-0 okay. on ten, ten Sunday,
0: too. I thought I was thirty. I thought I was yeah. thirty-five, thirty-two, and two. And by the way, I put all—I f- I, lost—I went one and three on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Put all four of those in on Sportsline.com, and then didn't put my six in on Sportsline.com, and didn't publish my best bets article, even though I thought I did because of the hectic travel schedule. So, uh, really, just a heroic effort for me as well.
1: I it's, I can't believe you put in ten bets. That's that's a lot.
0: Well, I had I I, I decided I was going to do six bets a week, and yeah, then 10's a lot. but I did, but I threw the four on for Thanksgiving and, and, and Black Friday.
1: Ah, I went four and one. I'm now 33 and 36. Don't let me get back to 500 people.
0: I thought I was 35, 32 and two. Are we sure about that?
1: Well, I mean, this is what it says, Brinson. 32, 35 and two. RJ, six, three and one. He's up 43, 36 Mm. and one. Um, And Prop Stars, 24 and 26. But again, check out sportsline.com if you want the actual winning picks. Um, All right, fellas, should we start on week 13? Week 13, Brock Purdy's number Prop stars. Okay. It's going to be a big week for number 13, but we'll get into that a little bit later. How is he so
0: lucky when his number's 13?
1: My birthday was on the... This is a good week for all of us. I'm 13. Brock Purdy is 13. It's week 13.
0: I always stay on the 13th floor of hotels whenever I travel. Do
1: you? You like no,
0: to they, they don't have floor? it. They don't they never have it, don't right? Don't they don't they
1: not, get... not never. Some some hotels some do, but yeah. some will purposely skip it because people are superstitious.
3: Yeah. I technically um, I technically live on the thirteenth floor of my building, although they call it fourteen because they're superstitious too. But it oh, is the thirteenth floor. Ooh, interesting.
1: Have you seen anything spooky happen?
3: Uh no comment.
1: Oh, okay. well, that's that's for another podcast. Um, All right. So let's let's start with the first game. Chargers laying five and a half at the Patriots. This total is 40. We have no best bets on the side here. But prop stars, you're looking at Ramondre Stevenson.
2: I am indeed, Katie. Yeah, I'm going to favor Ramondre Stevenson under 62 and a half a rushing yards. Ramondre got off to just a terrible start to the season. Uh, obviously, this Patriots team looked pretty broken, and obviously going to Bailey Zappi is uh, not a good indication of how their passing game has been going. But Ramondre's played better recently. However, I think this is an inflated number. It's worth fading here at the 63 yards. The Chargers defense, uh, in my opinion, is not quite as bad as they appear to be on paper. Got off to that just terrible start, lit up by Miami, who ran all over them. Uh, As a result, I think they're a little bit better than the stats reflect. Uh, They've certainly been better the last five or six weeks as well. So I'm going to take an inflated number here and fade it against the Chargers defense, which I think is a little bit better than people realize.
0: Chargers defense has been good against the run, too, or at least better against the run than it has against the pass. Um, I almost had a bet here on the Patriots plus six. I just can't do it. I've got, no. a, I've got, a, I've got a grosser bet. A, a more disgusting, repulsive bet than the Patriot than like than, than backing the Patriots as as well, you've, underdogs. You've done um, it a
1: few times this season. The back in the Patriots. I've
0: account. just been hurt too much to keep going back to the Patriots. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like they've torched me every time. I do think though that if you were talking about um, the Chargers, a team that is poorly coached, doesn't play great pass defense, um, and Really is just prone to making mistakes at like the least opportune times for for the last twenty plus years, and they're laying six on the road. Like I don't know about you, RJ, but I tend to think that a Brandon Staley coach or a Chargers team coached by anybody. Unless it's Bill Belichick coaching him next year, which may, may He's end up happening, scouting his
1: new team, his new players, yeah, maybe
0: scouting. It. Yes, hey, right. if if Herbert, if you're Herbert, you come in and light this place up because yes. you want Bill Belichick to be interested <laughs> in coaching you next year. But I just think the Chargers shouldn't be favored by more than three because of the nature of how that team operates and how difficult it is for them to win football games.
3: Yeah, it's hard to lay a bunch of points with the Chargers. This line is a little bit inflated. It was four on the look ahead, got up to six. I think a lot of lines are inflated because of the favorites won uh, big time last week, and everybody cashed out there, so yeah. these lines got bumped up a little bit. Uh, New England was overrated by the market last week. You can't let, play three on the road with them, and now the Chargers, are, like you said, are overrated by the market. Defense did a reasonable job against Baltimore on the scoreboard, but Baltimore did end in Chargers territory on nine of their 11 drives. They were moving the ball. They just could not put up the points that they needed to put up until the end of the game game there. Uh, the offense predicted predictably struggled against Baltimore, just 4.2 yards per play. The Patriots defense is eighth in yards per play. They are elite versus the run, but mediocre versus the pass. You figure the Chargers are going to want to throw it here, um, but they can't run to extend the lead. And that should, the door should be open for New England to cover late if they can figure out who is playing quarterback for that team because the Chargers defense is 30th in yards per pass. So we'll see if it's Bailey Zappi. We'll see if they get more focus with Bailey Zappi under center than, than, uh, you know, everybody hanging their head because Mac Jones is going out there and turning the ball over left and right. Um, and just. One of New England's last five losses were by more than four points, and that was at Miami. I think this could probably be a 2017 type of game. So if you're going to play it, I think you want to play the New England side.
0: Yep. Uh, Tend to agree there. Cardinals at the Steelers, a rematch of one of the all-time great Super Bowls. And really, you could argue like one of the five greatest Super Bowl throws or throws in Super Bowl history from Ben Roethlisberger to Mm Santonio Holmes. Uh, James Harrison had that 99-yard return touchdown. Uh, These two teams, not really the same thing as Kurt Warner's Cardinals (laughs) and Big Ben's prime uh, 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 Steelers. The Steelers here, though, tracking towards the playoffs, They, I mean, it's insane. We talked about this on Monday on the early odds. I think that...
1: That Tom- that Mike Thompson has sold his soul to the underworld, and that is why he is winning all of these things.
0: I mean, he's, I mean, he sold his it's soul some to of somebody to keep it's some Matt kind Canada voodoo. around for that long. They had That's they true. had a four hundred yards in the last game before Matt Canada was hired as offensive coordinator. Didn't top four hundred yards for like forty five games. So Matt Canada was the coordinator, and the very first game after he leaves, after he's fired, they top four hundred yards. Shout out to former NC State. Uh, running back coach, Eddie Faulkner, the interim interim offensive coordinator here for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I think is why, Prop Stars, you really saw – an emphasis on using Najee Harris, on using Jalen Warren, or using George Pickens as well. But that's why you're in on uh, the Steelers pounding the football here, right?
2: Yeah, I've been impressed with their rush game, Princeton. I'm going to take Najee Harris over 12 and a half rushing attempts. Obviously, a lot of the attention's gone to Jalen Warren, who's playing really well, and he's entered in close to a 50 50 timeshare with Najee. But Najee is quietly playing well uh, in addition to Warren here. He's gone over this total in seven of the last nine games. Uh, Arizona's run defense is absolutely dismal. We saw Kyron Williams last week just completely torching his first game back, coming off uh, the injured list. And I just like the way that the Steelers are running the football. And this Cardinals run defense, 25th in EPA allowed per rush. 29th in defensive run grade, 30th in run stop win rate. With the Steelers being significant favorites here, I do expect the backfield to get a lot of work. Najee is also out touch or at least out-carried uh, Jalen Warren. So while I do anticipate it being close to a 50-50 split, there's still plenty of work. I think he ends up with 15 to 17 carries in this game. I also like the yards, but I prefer the attempts here from a volume-based approach.
1: Be that as it may, prop stars, I don't know why the Steelers are favored by this amount. I mean, five and a half, this Steelers team, what, they got one game with 400 total yards under the belt, one game after years, and we're willing to say they're five and a half point favorites. Yeah, the Cardinals got blown out by the Rams, but the Cardinals always lose to the Rams. I believe that Kyler Murray is like seven and one or excuse me, one and seven um, in his career. This line to me, RJ, feels like a big overreaction to both of those teams last week and open up at three and a half. It's gone to five and a half. They can run the ball all they want. And I hope that that hits for you. I believe that it will. But I just can't lay that many points with the Steelers.
3: Yeah, the look ahead was three as well. And, and the market is responding to that Steelers. Performance from last week on offense took a major step forward 6.2 yards per play. Kenny Pickett finally attacking downfield a bit. They're, they're putting up a lot of plays of 20 plus yards in that, but also that was the defense they faced and, and maybe it's not going to be that much better here. Arizona's defense 25th in yards per play 31st on third down um, had no answers for that Rams offense. Um, So maybe Pittsburgh can go and get it going, especially they couldn't stop Kyron Williams. And you know that's what Pittsburgh wants to do is run the offense through those running backs. Uh, The Arizona offense disappeared in the middle of that loss, but they should recommit to the run here in this matchup, make it a little run versus run game, maybe keep the total under 41 and a half And uh, keep Arizona in margin. I mean, Pittsburgh is inflated off that win and Arizona stock definitely deflated. So even with the great home field advantage here, I I give Pittsburgh one of the best home field advantages in the league. I can't back them to win by margin. All their wins this year have been within seven points. If I'm going to play this game, it's going to be Arizona. I think it might go up a little bit, though. So I'm going to be looking for a better number if I'm going to play it.
1: Oh, all right. I like that. Okay, moving on. The Denver Broncos at the Houston Texans. Texans laying three and a half. This total 47 and a half. Um, I gave this out on the early odds show is the one that I think you should grab. I mean, the line really hasn't moved, but I'm still going to lay the points uh, with the Texans at three and a half. I just think that the Broncos are a little bit fraudulent. They've been very lucky with uh, turnover margins during their win streak. They have a plus 13 in turnover margins. It's the best in the NFL. It's actually better than any other team by five points and Russell Wilson is not Trevor Lawrence as good as he has been through this win streak. I still think that Trevor Lawrence is better. This Texans defense should bounce back here um, after getting lit up by the Jags. I just think that CJ Stroud is too good. And I just don't believe in this Broncos team, despite the fact that they've won. So I'm going to lay the points, but RJ, you're going against me on this one.
3: Yeah, the takeaways have definitely been the key to the defensive success here, and Houston was back to zero turnovers in in the Jacksonville loss after they had that shaky stretch for a few games, where all of a sudden C.J. Stroud looked mortal, and and he could throw interceptions, which was not happening at the beginning of the year. Uh, But with that fact, now Denver's offense has the best interception rate in the league over Houston. Russell Wilson's having a very good season, and Houston's defense is 24th in yards per play, 28th in yards per pass. I think Russell Wilson can get it done offensively there. Houston has won by more than three in one of their last five games, and that was against Arizona, and that was a very close game anyway. Denver won five straight. Four of those were at home. A lot of the turnover stuff you're talking about factors in there. Their offense managed three drives of 70 plus yards against an elite Cleveland defense and this Houston defense isn't on that level. I think they'll have success here. Houston dealing with some injuries. Titus Howard's going to miss the season it looks like. Um, that offensive line, once it got healthy, really has been the impetus to that offense taking off, reaching a new level and so I wonder if there's going to be a little bit of a give back give back there. We'll see how, how the receivers are. Tankdale was back in practice Thursday so that helps. Dalton Schultz was wasn't. Um, so we'll see what weapons CJ Stroud has there. It, it just comes down to me. I can't say Houston is definitively the better team here and their home field advantage isn't anywhere near three. So I think the values on Denver, even though the pros were on Houston at, at, at minus three, um, once it got to three and a half, I love Denver. So I'm making Denver plus three and a half a best bet.
0: Denver plus three to have a best bet for me too, which means that we got a little, uh, we need to get we need to get some we need to get some um,
1: music yeah yeah,
0: music like they got on the cover three like a lock off where or like some sort of like mike tyson's punch out bell ringing or something like that uh harry is creative i'm sure he can come up with something uh smarter than whatever i just suggested but look this game has insane playoff implications like outrageous implications in the sense of according to our sports line projection model denver with a win has a 45% chance to make the playoffs. They're at like 23 ish right now. So it's like a 20, 20% bump if they win. If they lose, it's 11% with a loss. So you're talking about a 34% gap between a win and a loss here. And for Houston, if they win, a 68% chance to make the playoffs and a 31% chance to make the playoffs with a loss, another 37 point, like percentage point swing. And the reason is, is that Jacksonville, by beating Houston last week, Basically, I mean, they did sew up the AFC South, but they're very, very likely to win the AFC South. And as a result, Houston has to get as a wild card. Well, now with the Broncos ripping off five straight wins, first time they've done so since 2015, 2016, by the way. And um, I should also note that they would become the fourth, if they make the playoffs, they'd be the fifth, excuse me, team in NFL, in the Super Bowl era, to make the playoffs after a one and 5 start. Sean Payton would also be just the second, no, he'd be the first coach in NFL history to take a team that lost 12 or more games the year before and make the playoffs the following season. Wow. Um, yeah, crazy. Saints in 2005 went 3-13, and and then they went 10-6, to made the playoffs in his first year with Drew Brees in 06. 6 um, Larger point being is like, this is a basically a de facto AFC wildcard play-in game. I mean, it's crazy how big a swing it is. Mm-hmm. And I think given those circumstances, given the heightened stakes of this game, I want the three and a half points because I think this probably comes down to a field goal. You can move the ball against the Texas defense. They're much, much better under D'Amico Ryan's, but you can still move them. They're banged up right now, and I think Russell Wilson will have some success. Maybe even just dump it down to Samaje P. Ryan a bunch. Um, and different events, you may, you're right, Katie. They've been lucky. Tons of turnovers, but they are way, way better than they were first yeah. six weeks of the season 33. But they were points.
1: the worst in the NFL, the worst in NFL history practically at the beginning. Yeah, they gave
0: up a 70. Was low? Like when we say, like we use the phrase 40 burger, when you say, when you have 70 points, it's a 70 double cheeseburger. Like that's what it is. They need a single burger. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, but 60 16 points per game surrendered over their five game win streak. I think they win this game. I think they at least keep it within a field goal. Um, and props, you see a low scoring game, right?
2: I do, indeed. I just think this forty-seven and a half point total is uh, too big here. I it's, I have a hard time wrapping my head around how this total is the same as uh, Houston versus Jacksonville last week. Princeton, you mentioned sixteen points per game allowed by this Denver defense over the last six games. They've allowed one team to eclipse 20 points, and that was playing Kansas City twice, held them both under held them under 20 in both games. And that was the Bills who scored 22 points against this Denver defense. So after getting off to that historically bad Start. They have really, really played a lot better, both versus the run and versus the pass. We know Denver's offense as well. They grind clock as much as any team in the NFL. They want to play in these low scoring environments where they have a lot of experience here. So, yeah, I just uh, think this number is too high. I expected it to go south, not north when it opened at 46. So, yeah, I love the under here under 47 and a half. Uh, and you points. also
1: lean towards Houston with me.
2: I do indeed, Katie. Yeah, I'm back in Houston here as well. Uh, I think Denver is uh, a regression candidate, and uh, I think they've been playing above expectations for quite. Hey, a You're bit a regression
0: of, uh... candidate. Aha!
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Prop and mods uh, versus. I Bruce like
0: two v two. I love a good two v two. Um, <laughs> hey, look. Uh, uh, yeah, we had a, a, a tight win with with Houston and Jacksonville last week, so it certainly could be uh, a tight win again here. I think it would be. I think it would be, be an awesome game. Lions at the Saints. You want to know what this is? This is a quintessential coaching revenge game. Mm. Aaron Glenn was up for the New Orleans Saints job. The, the, the Lions defensive coordinator got denied it. Went to uh, Dan, uh, uh, Dennis Allen instead. And Dan, the man Campbell, a.k.a. PC Principal, once played tight end for the Saints. Or maybe he said, was he a tight end's coach or Did he play tight end for the Saints, RJ? I don't know. I don't know why
3: you're asking me. I'm not yeah. the. I, thought, I don't know. I don't yeah. know why I thought you'd know. I'll I'll double check.
0: He <laughs> was definitely Sean Payton's tight ends coach at one point in time with the Saints. I want to say he played. Tight I believe there too.
1: that's correct. I don't I'll, know. That I'll, I'll double check anyway. Yeah. He was yeah. he was
0: biting kneecaps in New Orleans, and now he gets to go back to the Superdome. And uh, RJ, I, I I tend to like the Lions here. I think, but man, they've been a little shaky the last couple of weeks. Do you think their defense can pull it together enough to limit the Saints?
3: Yeah, they, the line's a little bit too inflated for me. I still kind of lean the Lions here, um, but I want to take the Saints t- team total under 21 and a half as a best bet. That Detroit defense has been collapsing seven yards per play against Green Bay last week. Now puts them 21st on the season in that metric. 26th in sack rate, 30th in the red zone. The good news is the Saints can't score in the red zone. They move the ball versus Atlanta. They're 0-5 for 5 in the red zone in that game. Their struggles persist. There nine drives of 40-plus yards with no touchdowns in that game, and then they suffered a bunch of injuries against Atlanta. State of the receiver core, maybe bleak in this game. You might not have Olave, Shahid, and we know we don't have Michael Thomas. So I don't know who they're going to be throwing to if it's not Taysom Hill. You know, And you take him out of the the running game and the quarterback game there, and he's going to have to be your primary receiver maybe. Um, The Detroit offense, 30 yards per play, fourth and sack rate where the, the Saints defense is 31st. Goff should have time to get comfortable, so I'd be okay if you want to lay the points there, but I think the play here is to go with the Saints team total under because that offense is just so beat up that I don't see them scoring points in this game, even against a struggling defense
1: makes a lot of sense are we are we
0: by the way are we allowed to like i mean i guess we can't i guess we i guess we're not allowed to give out bets that aren't on the board right <laughs> like oh. i want to get i want i want alvin kamara over receptions
1: okay is it not on the board
0: no there's no okay. saints props on the boards at Ooh. all because a still in concussion protocol he took that big shot when he fell to the ground favorite yeah. Derek carver's in to outside and then um michael thomas is on ir shaheed's not supposed to play right i don't think so who are I don't they? Who
3: are they throwing to? Keith Kirkwood game maybe. Bowden. What,
1: what do you? What do you? What do you, Stars, what do you think that uh, his line is going to be for receptions?
3: Uh,
2: if Olave and Shahid are both inactive, obviously Michael Thomas is on injured reserve, so he will be as well. I'd imagine six and a half.
0: You still Bro, take that? He's, over? Catching, he's catching 15 passes for 32 <laughs> yards from take, Derek Carr. Take That's an alt line. What what's game.
1: what's the alt line? How how much would you go up on this? And this won't be towards anything, but I'd like to see if it hits.
0: Uh I would let Princeton I'm talking Bronson, that.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm talking I, mean about I would it. take okay. it.
0: I would take it up to I would take it up to ladder it up to 12 if you're getting like four to one a, or something so like that. Uh
1: 12 plus receptions yeah, is your four, like f- fun little bet to see if it hits. Yeah.
0: Uh, I also think too, like, it's not outrageous if you are in a pickle in fantasy and you want to, you need some help at wide receiver. Um, like I grabbed, uh, I, I dropped Rasheed, long story short, I dropped Rasheed Rice because I need a tight end situation with Mark Andrews, but I grabbed him in case the can't go. This is a like prop stars dream team, by the way, a and Rasheed Rice. Um, And, but uh, if, if I didn't have that option, I would be looking at AT Perry and, keith kirkwood and lynn bowden jr i mean they i mean somebody they, they have you can't run the ball 40 times like 50 times like you have to throw the ball some right
3: Jawan johnson getting some more uh, i like juan johnson Ooh.
0: yeah oh juan yeah. johnson or kate otten for a tight end this week Juwan definitely juan
2: johnson johnson all
0: Right, right juan johnson time all right those, those well tight end in the league. i'll let katie set up the next game like <laughs> Jawan johnson
1: All right. Colts laying one and a half at the Titans, this total 42 and a half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lay the short number with the Colts. They beat the Titans um, at home back in October was Anthony Richardson's last game before Minshew took over. Minshew had a couple of rough weeks before the bye, but he bounced back last week. Colts also four and one on the road this season. I don't think they have a problem beating this Titans team. So I'm going to lay the one and a half. Um, And RJ, you've got one of your special teasers for us.
3: Yeah, I'm teasing the Titans up to plus seven and a half. I think the line is going to move that way and might close around pick. i so I think I'm getting good value there. Want to get it up over the seven in a teaser? Was not a very impressive day for Minshew despite the win, facing a beat up Tampa defense. The run game carried the day there. Um, we know that now. Jonathan Taylor's out for the next few weeks. Shouldn't be an issue really. Zach Moss was dominant when when Taylor missed time. Uh, so I don't know why the line adjusted off the Taylor news because it's not like there's a drop off. there. it hasn't been that great um, either. Yeah. So so that would play to your your um, Colts pick. You know if you can get some value on the Colts and you like them already at two with Taylor. You should like him at pick them, you know, if it gets down to there, Tennessee's defense, sixth versus the run though. So I think they're going to put it on Minshew to execute and beat this beatable pass defense on the road. Maybe he will. The Tennessee offense had just one drive over th- 31 yards at home against Carolina. Indy's D is a solid 14th in yards per play, but it's tough for me to back Minshew on the road in a divisional game. The line feels a little high still. So, and I'm not going to play Tennessee straight. So that's why I threw them in a teaser at plus seven and a half.
0: Um. Look, it's pretty easy for me. Mike Vrabel is a home dog in a divisional matchup. He's you, this. Somebody said this. I think I don't know if it was on HQ or like another show I was on or like wh- wherever that was. Somebody said it. I was like, that can't be true. And then I went and looked. I was like, it is. The Titans are undefeated at home this year what (laughs) right like you say that out loud and it's like yeah okay crazy because i was thinking
1: that the home dog thing i'm like yeah traditionally but this year's been rough wow so
0: the titans at home this year
1: they're due for a loss
0: I don't think that's how that works. Um, They, uh, they, so they lost at the saints in week one. They won uh, week two against the chargers at home, get blown out by the Browns in week three on the road, blow out the Bengals at home in week four. Uh, Then they lose to the Colts on the road, travel to London or London or somewhere overseas, Europe to play the Ravens come back. And then they only have to, they had a home game. They beat the Falcons three straight road games. They all lost. And then they beat the Panthers uh, last week at home, and now they get the Colts as a home dog. Now, not that impressive of victories there. But, dude, if you look at what Derrick Henry does to division opponents, like, it's, it's sort of like the Tyreek Hill thing. You know, he's, he's obliterated, he consistently, year after year, would obliterate the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos. And he did it this year, even on a different team. Well, Derrick Henry's worst average yardage game against a divisional opponent split for his entire career he's over 115 yards against the Texans over 100 against um the Jaguars and his his bad game is 89 yards per game against the Colts over his entire career I think he gets loose on the uh on the Colts here I think Gardner Mitchell turns it over Vrabel has some sort of Vrabel weird stuff going on that causes a defensive mismatches, creates a turnover to Derrick Henry, three touchdowns, 150 rushing yards and the Titans win this game.
2: And I've got a best bet on Zach boss. Anytime touchdown, I would uh, suggest to shop around here because there is quite a disparity Mm -hmm. on some of these books. But you can find Zach Moss at Plus Money on some books at Anytime Touchdown, which I think is an excellent value. Just considering no Jonathan Taylor, as we know, when he was the lead back early in the season, weeks two through weeks five, he was absolutely dominant. He was averaging over 24 touches per game, scored a touchdown in three of those four games, had at least an 80% snap share as well. This Tennessee run defense is good, but they have fallen off a bit recently here uh, so I think Zach Moss is in for a just massive workload. Uh, he also is a three down back who gets plenty of looks as a receiver too. I think he's got a great shot to get in the end zone, especially a plus money where I think it's an excellent value.
1: It's reminding me I got to take Jonathan Taylor out of my. Yeah, if, you're, dude, if, you're, this week. <laughs> if
0: you're like fighting for the playoffs and you've got Jonathan Taylor on your team and you check your matchup this week and you're playing against Zach Moss, just fold it up. We yeah, call the dogs off. It's, it's that's a dagger.
1: It is the dagger. All right, we got more daggers coming up for you. Uh, we are going to take a quick break here. More games. We come back plus the pick six parlay. Did it win last week, fellas?
0: Yeah. you lost. Yeah. You actually lost it for us. You lost it for. I didn't. You weren't even here. You lost it for us. I know. Okay, believe right, we'll
1: me. Tell, All right. right. How did me you right lose we'll we'll you be next. right back. We'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome back to the Pick Six Podcast. And it's time for the Pick Six Parlay, where we each select a game for a four leg money line parlay. But there are some rules. First, the person with the best record from the previous week gets to add their leg first and then second and second place, and so on. There must be one plus money dog. In this parlay, this pick six parlay segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Why? How was it my fault? <laughs> I wasn't. Well, even
0: here. so the Texans were playing the Jaguars, and okay. we have to have four legs in the parlay. So we thought we'd just come up with one for you and rj and look i signed off on it because I, I had the jags i had the jags okay
1: but i was not involved in this but my oh, but the leg- y'all came up for me you gave it, me yeah, the no, no,
0: I, I like drew your face on a like a piece of like paper attached it to a stick it was like i'll take the texans um like the whole thing you should really go back and watch no we didn't do that of course um <laughs> but i uh rj correctly pointed out that like he got he liked the texans that they probably would have been your pick in the spot um and so i was like yeah that's fine i don't care i'm not gonna pound the table for the jaguars um so i think i had broncos they hit then we had what ravens hit what did she lose Did so she used to be the raiders yeah so the two big favorites one the broncos one is like minus 125 and then the, te- the, the Texans against the jaguars is a good it's a good dog it's a good choice but uh they were your pick so. they were
1: okay well yes sorry sorry to lose it for you guys fellas all right i get the first pick i'll obviously go with the largest spread on the board and give me the dolphins
0: is it my am i second how did you get first
1: oh, I, I don't know it four, and, four and one Eight,
0: yeah. 80%. Uh, four and one seven, three right sir so seven yeah. minus, seven is bigger minus than four, four sixty is the dolphins here um okay so just sort of talking this out. Uh, I don't really want to go with the Broncos at plus one fifty. Although I would I would be I'm not opposed to it if you guys like that idea. Well, Dolphins don't. Are, you don't yeah, you got the Colts. That's right. Um don't want to go to Eagles and insult Katie. The Rams at minus one seventy eight is a little bit pricey there. I think the Packers are a little more live than maybe we're giving them credit for. I'm gonna take the Jacksonville Jaguars against Jake Browning on Monday night football. Are we including that in the parlay? We are, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, I think that's the. I, I like I like the Titans. If you guys want me to take the Titans as a dog, I'll happily do that. But the I mean, the Jaguars would be the
3: number two pick if I was making my picks. It is well, up I, don't even to think, you. I don't even think the Titans are a plus money dog in that game and, and on the money line. That's so. a good point. That's a good point.
1: So who are you taking?
0: I'm taking the Jack- yeah, you're right. there minus one or two on Fanduel. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars at minus four thirty. So we got Dolphins minus four sixty. Jaguars minus four thirty. Current odds on the parlay minus two hundred
3: and i am taking the rams even though you didn't want to brown's defense not as good on the road no quarterback is saving that offense i don't care who it is i think the line's a little short here so i think you're getting some value taking the rams so rams minus 178 i believe is the number there minus uh, we'll 178
0: that actually gets the parlay to plus 134 which means uh prop you are required to take an underdog on the money line that's going to actually make this probably like four five to one five eight five six to one depending on who you take
2: Katie, it's knows I'm taking. Katie knows who I'm taking. We're going We're going right at Katie's Eagles. 49ers. We're going with the Eagles here, the home dog. We're going to lock up the first seed and that by uh, in the first round this week, beating the 49ers, and it's going, to, it's going to cash our first pick six parlay as well. Katie will be dressed in Eagles attire on our Ooh. next show as well. Once the Eagles take that's, care of that, I think head.
0: that's a good. Did you guys well, make that bet? Well, I think
1: that's one, bet? One, I will remind everyone that on Monday, Prop Star said this is a classic letdown spot for his Eagles. Now he's laying it all on the line, and yes, Prop Stars and I did have an, a chat offline, um, a little friendly wager where the Ooh. winner of the uh whoever team wins, the Niners or the Eagles, the other person has to wear um a jersey on the next show. Will it, will it be on a Thursday show or on a Monday show?
2: Let's do the Thursday show, Katie. Thursday show.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah. are you like, are you gonna? Does the like you have to go buy an Eagles jersey, or you have to go buy? No, a Niners? I'm, I'm gonna a, su- I'm gonna supply it for Katie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or I have yes, I have a couple girlfriends that are Eagles fans. Brady, so Brady, can, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Brady Quinn style. Like Brady mailed me the jersey I had to wear during the show. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I'm not gonna go buy. I'm not gonna go buy a Brady Quinn jersey. I'm thinking Lakers. about oh, no, a
2: custom jersey it. for Katie because she's I gonna be the Eagles' bet. number
1: one fan. Yeah, I lost a bet to BMac this summer, the Warriors and the um and the Lakers, and so I had to, to actually go, go and buy a Lakers jersey. But I bought a Magic Johnson one because I couldn't. I couldn't buy like a one from now, but like I love Magic Johnson, so that was um that um, was fine. All right, so read well, all of these. Wait, yeah. Okay. So
0: I I would say too that um I like, I'm picking the Niners as the best bet. Uh, we'll get there in a minute, but oh, yeah. like. But the Eagles, you get a 10-1 team at home as a money line dog. is about the best time you can toss a money line dog into a parlay, even against the Niners. Uh, Here's the parlay. uh, We've got the Dolphins, minus 460. The Jaguars, minus 430. RJ on the Rams, minus 178. And Alex added the Eagles at plus 124 as a four-game money line parlay, meaning the team just has to win it pays out plus 424. Ooh, 4 to 1. I, I like actually that. I actually really like that one just because you're we you're, like you're, it you're, you're you're I think the first three I think the first three likes cash pretty easily and then you're basically like, "All right, Philly, go win your 11th game of the season in week 13." <laughs> like, I mean, at home as an
1: underdog beat the best um, team in football, yeah, it's easy. Easy to
0: do. Yeah, easy to do. Mhm. This pick 6 parlay segment, by the way. It's mm-hmm. been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more.
1: All right. Moving on to the rest of the games. We are looking now at the Atlanta Falcons laying one and a half at the New York Jets. Why is there two and a half after the Jets? Um, okay. So they're just laying one and a half. Maybe this line had moved. It, was, right, this two line, yes, it
0: was two and a half and it moved down to, uh, it was Jets plus two and a half. It moved to Falcons or it, it moved down to one and a half. I believe.
1: Got it, got it. All right, so this total is 34, and I am taking this under um, because I think this okay. this is going to be as gross as any Jets game we've watched. Their offense is really difficult to watch. It's even harder to watch with Tim Boyle. The only way that New York scores in this game, I believe, is from defense or special teams. The Falcons' offense can be good, but they're kind of hit and miss. You don't know who's going to show up on any given week. Uh, they're too serviceable um defenses i think it's going to be more of a defensive battle here i could see them like i don't know like 10 14 or something really really low and gross so i'll go under 34
0: this is one of those games where for like the last i don't know how many ever years we've been doing this podcast um i look at it and i think i wonder if that game's on cbs and then i check whether it's on cbs or fox and if it's on CBS and I don't say, God, this game is awful <laughs> because you don't want to tell people who might be watching the yeah. game on our parent company that uh-huh. it's a terrible game. This game is on Fox and it stinks. I mean, this game is a terrible football game. I, I assume it's Des Ritter versus Tim Boyle. I mean, Tim Boyle has has never had a season in his career. Where he threw more tu- in, in his college career, yes. including like where he threw five
1: more touchdowns to eleven interceptions. He's never
0: thrown more touchdowns year. and interceptions in college or the pros. How are you a paid professional football player when you do that? And I believe he threw the first ever Hail Mary pick six yeah. on Friday. <laughs> 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 well, well so that's a shout out, out, out to the out. show.
2: He wanted to do that for us so we could feature him. So that's right. Shout um, out to the Pick Six Pod from uh, yeah, obviously
0: if you hate. get a if you get a hold of the Falcons defense. Well, frankly, the Jets defense and uh in in fantasy, it's probably gonna be a look that we've I assume they'll be very chalky. Uh in DFS. don't hate the under at 34. I like kind of like the Jets, honestly, here. Falcons have been bad on the road, and Ritter is prone to making mistakes. And this Jets defense, we got you get the you get the juice from Aaron Rodgers activated. 21-day practice window. Jets are four and seven. You go out and win a game. And then um, I'm trying to think the Jets have uh coming up after the Falcons. They get the Texans at home, and then they're at the Dolphins. If you can win two or three and you get to six and eight, you're at least having the conversation with Ken Aaron Rodgers play the final three games against Washington, Cleveland, and New England. All very winnable. So, nine and eight still on the table. Just throwing it out there. This is a big one. Must-win game for Tim Boyle and the Jets, RJ.
3: Yeah, I'm taking Tyler Algier to go over 33 and a half rush yards. The Atlanta rush offense showed up against New Orleans. Jets defense has been mediocre defending the run this season, gave up five yards per carry to the Miami running backs last week. Atlanta defense let New Orleans move the ball. They so tall in the red zone like we talked about, where the Jets aren't getting to the red zone anyway, so I don't know that that matters. Uh, their offense, 2.9 yards per play at home versus Miami. Now facing an Atlanta defense that ranks 11th in yards per play, sixth on third down and third in the red zone. So this should be a run versus run game as Atlanta doesn't want to put Ritter at risk on the road versus a good pass defense. They'll just want to control the game and run run the ball there. Tyler Algier is going to get double digit carries here. And with this Jets defense being mediocre, it's going to go over this number. But if the Jets offense can do anything at all, they're going to cover in this match. Once it was like in that territory where three soft threes were available, I was leaning the Jets here. Right now it's at a perfect teaser number. If you want to play the Jets, tease them with another team because a super low total means that neither of these teams should win by more than one score.
0: Uh, all right. Anything for uh, nothing for you, prop, on, on this one? Dolphins minus nine and a half at the Arizona Cardinals, an over under of 49 and a half. Oh, yeah, sorry, at the Washington Commanders. I am, um, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'll read anything that's on the prompter. Uh, they're at the Commanders, which I was about to say the, uh, the Cardinals are playing the Steelers. And the Cardinals, I don't think the over under would be that high, but the Commanders, man, they'll chunk it around and they will give up some points. They cannot stop anybody. Miami's offense didn't I don't want to say it slowed down because they were really good against the Jets, but they like and I thought it was really interesting. They they um they pulled their starters, right? And then they put in Darrington Evans. He immediately fumbles and they threw Raheem Mostert back in there immediately. He pops off a touchdown run and they cruise easily. They're up 14 points and never in doubt that they would cover against the Jets on, on Black Friday. But so you got you know, both teams with their, you know, extended rest. With, uh, seven, uh, you got 10 days for the commanders, but nine days for, for, for the Dolphins here. I just can't get past the idea, RJ, that the Dolphins smash every bad team in their path. And the Commanders are a bad football team right now. They fired Jack Del Rio. You see, you get a little mini bit of a dead cat bounce there, but but by and large, like I don't see how Ron Rivera is going to take a defense that lost Montez Sweat, that lost Chase Young, that has been bad all season long and slow him down. I would probably lean towards the Dolphins in the over here. But you've got a little, and I want to point out the juice on this, RJ, Mister Mister White. You've got a little
3: uh, juicy prop that you're.
1: you're, Christian McCaffrey? (laughs) Not that juicy,
3: but it's pretty juicy. (laughs) Well, this is minus 145 at FanDuel. I brought it up. I I put the juice in there because I want to point out that it is minus 125 at another major book here. So if you shop around, you can get it right in the range that we typically do picks. I bet it at minus 120 at a different book earlier today. So this is. We'll give you minus 120 on that. I mean, it does not really matter. We just do our records. Oh, here. right. I guess that's true. But it's Tyreek Hill, Tyree Kill anytime touchdown. He's playing the defense that is giving up the most receiving touchdowns and receiving yards to receivers in the league. Um, and he has scored touchdowns in nine of his 11 games. So I think he's definitely going to get a touchdown here. Um, love the odds. I would play this up to minus 160. So minus 145, I think, is fine. I considered playing the over under on his yardage all the way up to 104.5. Um, and he has had a few games where he hasn't got, gotten to 100 yards. So I'm a little interested to hear if Proppy would play the over on 104.5, considering the matchup, or is that too inflated and you would stay away here?
2: Uh, I think I I actually like the way you're approaching it personally, RJ. I'd also look at it as longest reception uh, line as well. I think it's 28 and a half, 29 and a half. Uh, yeah, I could see a scenario where the Dolphins are throwing aggressively in the first half. We know how vulnerable the back end of Washington's defense is. I definitely think he's going to get behind the defense for at least one or two big plays. At triple digits, I'd avoid it personally. But yeah, I like any time touchdown look, I like his longest reception look.
1: All right, moving on. The Panthers at the Bucks. Bucks laying five and a half. This total, 36.5. Panthers are the worst team in the nfl went ahead and fired everybody but brinson you still like them to keep pounding or just pound it all, <laughs> or just pound so, it all to get all right. some
0: pounds <laughs> just just try to get a pound uh, I, so, you, can't, you can't keep pounding if you haven't started pounding <laughs> so maybe maybe now would be the time to start pounding carolina um so, shout out to the late sam mills and and keep pounding um yeah uh, it's, it's a cool thing that they do but yeah like uh, I don't know if you, I mean, look, I, I got a lot of nice notes. Thankfully didn't hear anything from the Panthers PR staff, mostly because I wasn't the only one eviscerating David Tepper this past week, but I, I read, I read, I read a, wade
1: through all of the, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's,
0: just, it's like, Hey, uh, we got 640 pages of printouts of, of, of bad PR for, for our owner. And look, they, the Panthers have a David Tepper problem. Um, I don't know what, what's going to, I don't know how they're going to get through it. I don't know what the solutions they're going to try to figure out this offseason. Maybe it's Bill Belichick. Um, maybe it's Jim Harbaugh. Maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot to be sorted out this offseason. But right now, for this week, the Panthers are in my dead cat bounce spot. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. I love it. We saw the Raiders. Don't pick up your cat prop. I'll feel bad. Um, the, the, uh, we saw the Raiders. They fired Josh McDaniels. And when you when you do this, when you when you do these firings, and I don't know that David Tepper necessarily had this in mind per se when he fired Frank Reich. I think it was more like just complete frustration. He couldn't help himself. But they fired Frank Reich right and then you know pr- moved Jim Caldwell to special assistant to the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. And you do it right before you play a pass defense in Tampa Bay that is horrendous. And Bryce Young now gets a really, really favorable matchup. And I anticipate that you will see a lot of RPO action from Bryce Young, stuff that he did at Alabama with great success. That reportedly, um, it was Joe Person that reported this. I, if it wasn't, Sorry, Joe, or whoever did report it, uh, Joe Person with the athletic front of the pod. But. The front office came to Frank Reich this past week and said before this last game, it said put in some Alabama concepts, put in some RPO concepts, make Bryce comfortable, like let him." Do, and, and Frank Reich said, like, "No, that's not how I. That's not how I run my offense. It's not how we work. We're going to run my traditional offense." And obviously, the, it didn't work. I think you're going to get some RPO stuff to move Bryce Young to move the pocket for him to keep him from like just being obliterated in those bad pockets. Tampa has a terrible pass defense. And I think we see like Bryce Young kind of get going here. I don't know who the hell he's going to throw it to. Um, (laughs) The tight like the 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 Panthers are so predictable. Mike Frabel came out after last week's game and said that thirty percent of the targets for Adam Thielen were on third down. So they just bracketed Adam Thielen on third down, and Bryce Young had no one to throw to. So I anticipate just a little creativity, a little oomph from this team. And this is a matchup, little Little Tommy DeVito cutlet. This is a game where. The the Panthers, I think, can even pick up a win. I love them against the spread, plus five and a half, and I know it's ugly, man. I,
1: I, I will say, you know, Prop Stars keeps himself on mute for anyone listening to the audio version, but I think this is the most we've ever made Prop Stars laugh. He was really...
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 I know that he's got his cat wandering around there, and I keep feel bad. I keep being like, dead cat bounce game. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that feels feels weird. But I also have a former cat owner, although I suppose both of my cats.
1: No. My first pet was a cat. Oh. I'm onto dogs.
0: Yeah, same. We're all into Dog and Addy. Uh RJ, any thoughts on uh, Bryce, Young's, Bryce Young's big breakout game? Bryce Young, I might play Bryce Young in the million Maker,
3: honestly. Yeah, I tried that once when the switch to O.C. to Thomas Brown the first time. It did not work out. He did not <laughs> suddenly have create more talent on the field, which is the problem here because firing Reich does not give you more talent on the field. And that's their biggest issue here. A little bit different from the Raiders situation where I don't think anybody liked the coach there and getting rid of him. You know, you could see the weight lifted off those players shoulders yeah. here. It seems like that right. Firing Reich Isn't going to have the same effect. I don't think that Reich Was, was as hated in the locker room. Um, and so we'll see if it matters here. What the, the reason I would be leaning to Carolina is the Baker Mayfield injury. He's dealing with an ankle injury. If he can't go, I mean, you know, Kyle Trask can't be laying five and a half in any game. Um, if he does go, who knows if he finishes the game. So uh, if I'm going to look anyway, I'm going to look to the under, we took it at 37 and a half on sports line, beginning of the week down to 36 and a half Now, even there, I'm probably still leaning it. I think this has a, a pretty good chance to be the lowest scoring game of the, the week, even over that Falcons jets game.
0: Even in, even when Bryce Young breaks out,
3: Yeah, even when Um, Bryce Young (laughs) breaks out to the tune of 210 passing yards and and one passing touchdown. I mean, if if Bryce
0: Young has 225 passing yards and two passing touchdowns, that's like a breakout game. I actually – I had the under in here originally, and then I just started thinking about, like, man, the Panthers. You can run on the Panthers. Rashad Rashad White's been playing well, and you can throw on the Buccaneers. And I think that, like – if you're this interim coaching staff for the Panthers like the one thing that you have to do to save your job is to get Bryce young going a little bit and so like those two matchups sort of got me off the under and onto Carolina if it's low scoring I think it stays within the five and a half. Hey what game might not be low scoring Eagles and the 49ers and we will talk about it coming up after the break but first, Sunday, we can't wait for week 13 of the NFL on CBS, featuring one of the hottest squads in the game, the Denver Broncos, going on the road to take on the Texans, led by sensational rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. It all begins at noon Eastern with J.B. and the guys joined by special guest J.J. Watt on the NFL today. All hail Sunday. The NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Coming up next, Katie tells us,
4: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match
0: limited by state law.
1: All right. The time has come to talk about the game of the week. The 49ers have, like two three and a half.
0: Bets. You have three bets in this game. Hell yeah, I do. Hell
1: yeah. I <laughs> do. I you I know it. what? I might, have, I, I might have more. I don't know. Oh Prop, Prop Stars decided not to be in this segment. You know what? He made that bet. He got bet. scared. And he Eagles fan off. got scared and ran. <laughs> sure he'll be back in just a second. We know where his allegiance lies. Uh, 49ers laying two and a half at the Eagles. This total 47 and a half. You know it. I'm on Niners money line. I would also lay the points. Shout out to Fanduel for having this at two and a half. Some books have it um, at three. So obviously, you'll want to get uh, if you're on the Niners side, um, the two and a half under that key number of three. And I'm also going to take the Niners team total over twenty four and a half. I believe is what it is how, now. How,
0: how how come how come when I say dead cat bounce, then we get do we get drink jokes in the?
1: Because um, you said in it a the, lot. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, we should we should have a we <laughs> Niners team total over. Okay. Mox bets yeah. Niners team total over. Way, Take a shot. If y'all had tailed out.
1: it with me this entire season, you would be up right now. They've only no, no. not hit three times. No, but no, yeah. No, no. Well, and, but this is the only time I'm taking Niners to win outright or cross the spread. I have not bet that at all this season, but this is how much I believe in this squad uh, when they are fully healthy. Of course, those games without Debo Samuel, without Trent Williams, we saw what this team uh, looked like. So in games where their offense is completely healthy, they're 8-0 and with an average margin of victory of more than 20 points, which of course covers this spread. Uh, the only win by a single score was when McVay decided to kick that meaningless field goal and ruin the spread for a lot of people. Niners mm-hmm. offense, one in DVOA, number one in the passing game um so love those um i think that the 49ers get i'm waiting for prop stars to come back here so we can hear all of this but maybe he just he actually out. yeah
0: his internet's oh, just internet. Up. Is, he actually is, doesn't is have a uh,
1: acting up i'm just kidding yeah,
0: he actually doesn't have a um he doesn't have a bet on, well, on he's, this got game. A, he's got
1: a personal bet with me though
0: Obviously, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, which we covered earlier well, and, uh
1: yeah
0: well i would just say um so i'm on the niners too um, I had him at minus two and a half. I'd be curious to know in a second, RJ, what you think about the Niners minus, you saw that on FanDuel, minus two and a half, minus 118 versus laying the juice minus 146 on on the money line. Um, but I think, look, you you talked about the splits, Katie. Trent Williams and Debo, it makes a difference. Like those two guys make a, diff- a big difference. Also making a difference, Lane Johnson who I don't think is expected to play in this game. Lane Johnson is a huge difference maker. You saw the Eagles struggle early on. Great job by Nick Sirianni and his staff to make halftime adjustments um, last week and and to come away with the win. But I think it's entirely possible that Niners just come out scorching here, especially since it's a revenge spot for the NFC title game, where many Niners fans, yourself included, Catherine, believe you would have won if you'd had any type of quarterback available to you. other than Any type of quarterback. Yeah. Any. They lost none. by thirty points, but if any yeah. type of quarterback had been there, you may have won. Well,
1: when the when the defense has to stay out there the entire time, and everybody knows what the plays are going to be on offense, that's what happens. Look, I get it; it's really fun to beat a team without a quarterback, would and you, everybody enjoyed it on the Philadelphia side.
3: But
0: Would you go uh, money line or, or lay the two and a half here, RJ, in terms of value?
3: Um, at those numbers, I'm probably just laying the two and a half. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, it should be a close game. I wouldn't even make it this high um, if. You throw out all the other contexts, this line should we pick them? Like, I, I understand the 49ers, they're considered the best team in the league. Now I have them as the best team in my power ratings. But at the Eagles home field, this line would be pick them for me. But uh, Philly's defense coming off a 92 play oh, marathon against Buffalo, I mean, that's having to play that much. They're going to be, they should be tired for this game. And San Francisco's offense is not the offense you want to see in that situation since they can score up and down the field. So I think they're going to get a lot of points there. Their defense has been excellent since the bye. They did just face faced a banged up Chino at Tampa at home in their last two. Um, and I think the Eagles offense can score points here with the Fonga injury and San Francisco San Francisco has been a little more shaky this year than it was last year. Uh, Philly's offense struggles to protect the ball, but they were top five on third down and in the red zone. Mm. That's why, that's why they're third in points per game, even though they're just 10th in yards per play. So it comes down. Yeah. Will Long, Lane Johnson play. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, which I think is a decent sign for him to play. He says he'll play, but of course the player is always going to say that. Um, if he does play, I would lean to Philly and try to catch a three there. Um, and catch points at home. Either way, I like the over in this game. Got it at 46 and a half on sports line. Early in the week, I'm still taking it as a best bet here over 47 and a half.
1: And I got one more bet on this one. Kittle alternate receptions, five plus. You can find this at plus 122. So his line is at three and a half, but that over is minus 172. And when I was looking into this a little bit further, Eagles are 32nd in DVOA defending tight ends this season, giving up about six catches per game and 48 yards to the position. If you look at some of the better um, tight ends in the league, TJ Hawkinson, Jake Ferguson, and Kelsey all had seven receptions um, versus the Eagles this season. And Kittle actually enters this week as the most efficient receiving tight end in the NFL averaging more yards per route run than any other tight end so at this alternate lineup plus money I really like it
0: Browns at the Rams the Rams laying three and a half hosting Cleveland who's you know really in flux when it comes to a quarterback situation here the Browns have now lost I think their top two quarterbacks and as with, not to mention trading Josh Dobbs in the preseason, their left tackle, their right tackle, they're all pro running back. And there's just only so long a defense can hold up against, as, in, as RJ mentioned earlier, a defense that is not as good on the road as it is at home. And the defense can like deal with the fact that the playoff chances are kind of slipping away. They're still 7-4, 68%, but they play the, the Rams – um, and if they lose this game, if they lose the next two games they're at the they're at the Jaguars next week, I believe, lose those two games, you're under 50% in terms of making the playoffs more than likely. It's a uh, it's a precarious situation here, and I don't think this is a great matchup. Matthew Stafford playing well, Cooper Cup dealing with an injury, Puka Nakua uh, looks outstanding still. Kyron Williams is back, and he was awesome in the run game last week. And Aaron Donald is just going to be a problem here. I love the Rams as a best bet, RJ.
3: Yeah. I like the Rams too. I don't want to put him as a best bet. Cause I think we might get this line at three. If Joe Flacco starts, that's what some talk is saying that they no think that he's an upgrade no. over PJ Walker and that um, it could get down to three. And if that's taken, that happens, I'm taking the Rams. I might take him at three and a half. Anyway, if it doesn't happen, the bad Cleveland offense cannot operate without Deshaun Watson at quarterback. And it's not like he was playing that well either. Um, there's no reason to respect the pass game. Now that's 30th in yards per pass. Rams defense showed up against Arizona, gave up just 4.6 yards per play. Um, Cleveland's defense, dealing with that Garrett injury, you know, we'll see if he'll play there but he was in a sling after the game there. Um, And Rams offense is actually surprisingly fifth in sack rate. They don't give up a ton of sacks. Um, And their offense is also eighth in red zone rate, the one place where the Cleveland defense struggles the most. They're 24th in red zone rate. So the Rams, if they do get into the red zone, they can score touchdowns there. I was right on last week on Cleveland's overinflation in the market. The the market has now adjusted, but getting Kyron back was huge for the Rams. I think this line probably should be four and a half. So I would play the Rams too, but I'm going to wait and see if we can get a three.
1: All right, next up, Chiefs laying six at the Packers. This total, 42 and a half. We've got no best bets on this one, so let's move on to the Cincinnati Well, game.
0: I mean, I would, just, I would just say really quick, I mean, I thought about going, I know we're trying to squeeze it in, but I would just say, I thought about going to the Packers here. I think this is like, the t- Patrick Mahomes never played at Lambeau Field.
1: Kind of just
0: like Never, first, first game at Lambeau Field. Um, huh. I know, weird. I think it's because Alex Smith started right before he would have played there, just the way the yeah, cross-conference no. stuff oh, works.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Green Bay's playing a lot better. And I know the Kansas City defense yes. is really good. I could just see this being a low-scoring game. You see the total of 42 and a half. That's a lot of points, RJ, for, for a team to be getting at home, uh, especially an offense that's been playing as well as the, the Packers have.
3: Yeah, I would be, I would make it four and a half. I think the value, if you're going to play it, is on the Green Bay side. They're a solid 13th in yards for play on both offense and defense now. So I know a lot of people probably still rank them below average, but that number says maybe you shouldn't. If they're an average team, you throw their their elite home field advantage in, and this line is too high, even for even if you want to keep the Chiefs in the top tier, which I think is reasonable.
0: Cincinnati Bengals at the Jacksonville Jaguars Monday night football. I think my little brother, Charlie Brinson, shout out, Charlie, is going down to Jacksonville, Duval, to uh, to visit my relatives who all live down there Aunt, uh, Aunt, Aunt Susan, Uncle Rick, the brothers, and, uh, and going to this game. They, they penciled it as like this incredible game. They bought really nice tickets, which sucks because Jake Browning's playing for the Bengals, which is why the line is eight and a half and a total of 38. And is that right? Is it 38 and a half for this game? That is bad. I'm going to lay the eight and a half with the Jaguars here, mostly because I think Jacksonville is coming on strong. And I tend to think, RJ, that this Jaguars team is going to do something similar to what they did last year, which is get hot down the stretch. Trevor Lawrence is playing well. The Bengals have to feel like it's like give up time considering that they are essentially out of the playoffs. Joe Burrow is done for the year. Like, what do you have left here? And, and to me, I think the Jaguars can absolutely slaughter the, the Bengals here and limit what Cincinnati does on offense and just come away with like a 21-10 to 10 win or something like that.
3: Yeah, the Cincinnati defense, 32nd in yards per play, in yards per pass. So it's it's odd that this game is under 40. That just tells you there is no confidence in Cincinnati to score any points in this game. Um, after their defense made the Pittsburgh offense look great in a road spot, and that has to be a low point for what on paper seems like a solid defense, good, great defensive coordinator there. Don't know why they're struggling so much. Jake Browning was okay in a home game last week, but he has no rushing attack to lean on in that game, and this is a primetime road spot, which is much different than than what he had to do last week. Uh, Jacksonville's defense can be thrown on, but I don't. I don't know that he's going to be able to do it. Uh, Jacksonville has shown they can beat bad teams by double digits. Cincinnati's unquestionably a bad team, so I don't mind laying the points. It's just too easy. With this low total, it's too easy to tease it down. So I teased it as the second part of my teaser to get Jacksonville minus 2.5 and, and Tennessee plus 7.5 as my teaser.
1: What is your teaser record on this show? we got to figure that out because I feel like they're almost, he's, almost got the max year.
3: two yeah. losses on the season. Yeah. Yeah. Max. yeah, I couldn't tell you offhand, but but it's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, if you're going to tail anything, tail the RJ. Oh, he's lost one. Tail the RJ teaser. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Harry, throw up the betting recap. And Brinson, talk us through your bets.
0: I got the Broncos plus three and a half. The Titans plus one and a half. And the dead Carolina Panthers bounce back game plus five and a half. Go through all three of those in a money line parlay. And get hashtag how rich. The 49ers laying uh, two and a half. And the Jaguars minus eight and a half. I actually have thought I had six bets, so I think I'm missing. Oh, I got the Rams minus uh, three and a half too. That I, I may have forgotten to send into Harry on the email. So my apologies. We'll I'll we'll update it off. But I had the six ready? I had the, the six pack of games that I'm doing. Uh, throw the Rams, include the Rams in there uh, with Denver, Tennessee, Carolina, San Fran, and Jacksonville. How about you, Katie?
1: I love it. I'm taking the points with Arizona plus five and a half, Houston laying the three and a half, same with um Indiana Indianapolis Colts laying the one and a half Atlanta and Jets taking the under thirty four San Francisco money line, San Francisco over their team total, drink uh, and George Kittle over five receptions. that is an alt line.
3: I have Denver plus three and a half. I have the New Orleans team total going under 21 and a half. My teaser is Tennessee plus seven and a half in Jacksonville minus two and a half. I have Tyler Algier to go over 33 and a half rush yards, even though the 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 graphic says under. I have Tyreek Hill to score anytime touchdown at around minus 140 um, at most books, but you can probably shop it around and get minus 125. I have San Francisco Philly going over 47 and a half.
1: Love that. And then Prop Stars is taking Ramondre Stevenson under 62.5 rush yards. Najee Harris over 12.5 rush attempts. The Denver-Houston game under 47.5. And Zach Moss for an anytime touchdown. That is the show. Make sure you join us all week long for more NFL coverage, including on Sunday night with Super Friends recap the week. 13 slate, you're not gonna to want to miss it. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. If you're listening to audio only, do the same, download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. Next Thursday, Prop Stars or I will be wearing the other teams jersey. So tune in. Mm.
3: It's awesome.